coming at you from Scratch and Roll Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. It's your very favorite Little The Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. To my left, my co-host, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. And to my right, the one and only Mr. Tommy Dixon. How's it going? It's going well. How are you guys, gentlemen? Great. Tired. Well. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Been a long week. Uh, for most, I'm sure. A lot of that going around these days. So we hope all of you are doing well out there. Happy podcast day. Happy podcast day. We're actually just coming off of our latest uh, backer hangout night. <laughs> That's why I'm tired. <laughs> it was a late one. A little later than usual. The, the second the second feature was a bit longer than normal. I missed it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. It's always oh. a good time, though. No, it is. It is. It was a nice turnout, too. Oh, yeah. I love seeing when there's that many people who just want to watch a shitty movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get to make fun of the shitty movie. Well, it it's happens. Yeah, but it's it's more of... It's the camaraderie. It's, exactly. The camaraderie. We get to all hang out and have some laughs, have some fun. Have some beer. And I can neither confirm or deny what anyone does on <laughs> yeah. their side of, of the... Uh, <laughs> I legally cannot say yes or but, no to these answers. But it's, it's definitely helpful sometimes. When you're watching shitty movies, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah depending on what's being shown. <laughs> Nick Cage noises. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a fun time. Oh, yeah. So if you want to have a fun time with us. Is there a better way to say that, maybe? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> if you want to have a good time, too. Nope, that's not any better, is it? it? It's not. There's not a good way to say it. I don't it. know that it is. How about about if uh, that sounds like fun? Much better. You can join us over our Discord, over at our Discord, and uh, join in on the backer hangout nights by becoming a backer. And you know how you do that? Go into our Ko-Fi. That's right. Kofi, coffee, Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I dot com slash rage across the internet. That's right. Get your hand butt better. Yeah, we can do more stuff with it. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, we were talking, um, and I don't know when this is going to happen, because, shit, we're just busy. But It's coming soon. Right. But we were talking about maybe some of those NPC of the Month um, in bundles. Ah, uh, yes. You know, broken down by pack and things like that. Okay. Because we, we already have the Guilty Bundle from our Postmortem series. Correct. Yeah, no, I, I know we were talking about this. I wasn't sure if we are going to start announcing it yet. Well, I, I mean, I guess I just did, but there I also go. didn't put a date on it, so... Coming soon. Yeah. And we'll leave it at that. At some point. So if it's something you're interested in, let us know. We can uh, probably push it forward. <laughs> it, it's possible. It's a weird time of year. It, it's a, it's a right. busy time of year. We're, <laughs> Spring's we're, here. It makes sense. Yeah. We're, we're, we're doing our best, guys. We're here. We're bringing the show, though. Yes. We have a show to do. And I think that's the worthier part, right? No. No? <laughs> no. It depends no. on what day it is. Uh, it's like it's the like the rage across the internet. Bed sheets are more important than the actual show. No, that blanket, the hooded blanket, the hooded blanket. It's pretty cool. I mean, considering it got really, really warm, and it's like, man, I can get my windows down, driving again, and then wake up to come here to record, and it's fucking snowing again. Well, well I think my question is why? Why do you need a hooded blanket to drive? No, I no, I'm just <sighs> forget it. I mean, that was the implication, right, Tom? Yes. No. Because I mean, you immediately led with while I'm driving in my car. With from the hooded windows blanket. down. Right, from hooded blanket. He, he likes the windows down even when it's 10 degrees out. I, th- I, I, I think he thinks it makes him look like Emperor Palpatine. I hate you both. 
Good night, everyone. I'm I'll not, see you next week. I'm not sure why the shriveled raisin face look is something he <laughs> desires. <laughs> but... Oh, my God. All, All right. right. So, so we're here to do a show. What do we got on the docket? Yes, speaking of shriveled raisins. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about... <laughs> How does that fit in as a segue? I have no idea. I was going to say, where are you going with this? Absolutely nowhere with it. All right. We were just going to pretend. Speaking of shit storms. (laughs) So so speaking of shriveled raisins, today we're here to talk about one of the most significant war fronts in the world of darkness. And that is, of course, the war for the Amazon. Yes. Fucking cool. I agree. <laughs> I thought he was going somewhere I, with that. I don't know where it all We get a go. weird energy today. We do. I, I've been saying it. So obviously the, you know, the war of the Amazon, it's a big deal. You know, you have, um, you know, the Amazon rainforest and, and deforestization. There's plenty of material there to work with. And it's, you know, it's a dangerous place to be. It's, it's a foreign battleground. You know, you have some Pharah elements there. You have, of course, Pentax. Uh, you have the, the elements themselves. I mean, there's there's just a lot to unpack, a lot to work with, and a lot of cool shit going on there. So there's we a, wanted to talk about it. We have a show, so that fucking that's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> hooray! <laughs> <laughs> no, we just because I know we each had like a different section of the book that we we're you know researching wise, but I was fascinated by the whole mystery, quote unquote, of the Amazon, and that's kind of why this is such a big deal, why everyone wants a part of this. You know, they were saying, like, the mysteries in the Amazon outside the reach of humankind, and everyone wants a piece of that, whether that's Pentex, whether that's just humans in general, whether whether that's Garu, whether it's other Pharah, whether that's the wild, whether that's the worm. Everyone wants a piece of it. I want some Amazon. <laughs> There's a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Gobble, gobble, I'm going to devour it. There we go. I thought that part of the Amazon itself being untouched and everyone wants a piece of that, that's kind of makes it a little fascinating. So everyone wants a piece of Gaia. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean. <laughs> it's the heart of Gaia. Really. If you think about it, it's untouched. It's the heart of Gaia. Not to be confused with the canceled game where everyone wanted to go to Karen. Yes. And because you fought spirals, you are now known as Dances with Spirals. All right. <laughs> that's, no, that's a thing. That is a bad name. I, d- I didn't touch <laughs> the game, so I wouldn't know. Well, it never came out. But you can find the, all the cutscenes on YouTube because it was like 98% done. That's unfortunate. I don't know if it was, ultimately. <laughs> no, I think no, it was. It's unfortunate the cutscenes are on YouTube. Uh, eh, that's a good laugh. <laughs> also, oh. who's Karen? <laughs> we keep talking about going to, to Karen. Yep. Go Sometimes see Karen. the Karen. Yep. The Karen. The Karen. She was the first one. She'll call the cops on your ass. <laughs> or more. It's like gonna hurt me. Anyway, Amazon. Yeah, no, it's it's a, a hell of a battlefield. And you know, it, it's a it's it's the front lines of the apocalypse, basically. I think it's a great way to put that. And it, you know, it's a way we go to talk about it though. I mean, obviously we went through um, Rage Amazon mm-hmm. to, to do our research to to, you know. And I know I found a few things that I had misremembered and shit like that, which was kind of a bummer. <laughs> I know, because I like the way you had remembered it better. It yeah. actually makes it more fun. I, I think so, too. I think maybe I, I didn't plan on starting it this way, but fuck it. Seems like the right spot. Roll with it. Is, um, 
Yeah, and I know how it happened. Because, like, I looked through, first you got to remember, is it Rage Amazon is a first edition book. Mm-hmm. It's an Which, old fucking book. We're going to say, one, it's old, so all that information has been there for a long time. Right. And very easily, stuff has changed over the years in other books, but... That and other people's head cannons as well. Right. Which I think is maybe that's where you're leading to? No. Uh, what happened, and I can't prove this. Okay. But it makes the most sense, mm-hmm. is um, reading through it or, you know, skimming through it as I was at the time back in, you know, 1990 fucking whatever, which I'm sure is the <laughs> last time I flipped through this book until, you know, recently. I, I had misunderstood the, the hierarchy of the Amazon. So when I read something mm. like Crick Rummerangler is a battle master. You took it as, because you I, said it, he's I, yeah. the second in command. Right. I, I, I have said on record before that was incorrect. Oops. But it makes sense that I read that and mm-hmm. went, oh, well, obviously that's, you know, that's the Johnny on the spot. How could you possibly? Well, because you didn't read the whole thing. Because <laughs> 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 you played an Amazon game and went off of somebody's headcanon. And that that happened as well, yeah. Uh, which which was another thing that I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, probably we'll get in that later. But speaking of that hierarchy, mm-hmm. and this is where we can like start the show. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> we'll is, jump is, around it. It works. Oh, I mean, yeah, we know how we do. So Gogol's got there's there's a there's a different hierarchy over in the Amazon. If you're not paying a lot of attention or just skimming it, it can be confusing, and you can like attribute a bonar to a way higher station than he really had. <laughs> He's still got a pretty decent station, though. No, it's true. And we'll, we'll dig into that. And, and I'll say in my head cannon, fuck it. I, I think it's, you know. The, guy's, the guy's got his dues. He's got his respect. He's getting the promotion in our world. That's fine. You know, like, this was a first edition book. He worked his way up since. Shut up. <laughs> but so the leader in the war front, if we're going the hierarchy, the very top of that. Well, let, let, let me. Okay. Because you're going you're gonna to fuck up my, my, my flow here. Gotcha. All, All right. right. Apologies. So, okay, you guys go to the Amazon. You enlist. Okay. And I'm saying, like, right now, Danny, Tom, you two, you know, as your pack, as your characters, you go to the Amazon. You're a pack. You knew that already because you've been playing the game. Mm-hmm. But now there are three types of packs that are made for the Amazon. There's the war packs. There's the scouting packs. There's the guardian packs. But either way, you and two other packs make up what's called a warg. Okay. Right, so that's three packs equal a warg. The warg answers, answers to a battle master. Those battle masters answer to a war leader who commands a moon, which consists of three wargs. Oh, it keeps going. Hold on. And oh, leads, I know. Yeah, it leads us to a ward commanded by a war chieftain, which consists of a cairn and two moons. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> Still so going. Three packs and a warg. <laughs> Right? Mm-hmm. This is a lot of Garu. It, it, ultimately, yeah. yeah. You know, which is the battle master, <laughs> which is three wargs. Two wrongs don't make a right. Three rights make a left. This is how this works in the Amazon. <laughs> I mean, it works. It's better than just jumping in head first and getting slaughtered. No, no, it's a hell of a hierarchy. Yeah. But... It's something that's very different from the rest of the World of Darkness, from the rest of the Garrett Nation. And so, if you're just skimming it... <laughs> easy to make mistakes. Easy to make mistakes or get confused. Especially, like, you know, you got... When we're using words like warg and ward. Yeah, that's what threw me off a little bit. And let's also say the moons. It's like the... 
I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's stupid. Mm-hmm. But when you're throwing Moon around in a game of werewolves in a way that doesn't title Luna uh-huh. or Ward and Warg, it can get confusing if you're not, you know. If you're not like, absolutely like paying focused, attention. Yeah, if you're yeah. not paying attention, you can very easily lose focus. Right. And, and I can see where the hierarchy might change in other people's headcanons as well because of that same exact reasoning. Well, and I, I think it's a, it's a good system. Like, I appreciate it. I appreciate the uniqueness of it. And then, you know, you've got, the, of course, you've got your war council. Yeah. And then Gogol himself, uh-huh. who heads the war council, who has a disproportionate amount of power. <laughs> and I want to make that clear. <laughs> well, rank six. Well, and it's something that I love about that system is, that, you know, they talked about in the book. And I'm not sure which one of you, because we divvied up the research, uh-huh. um, had, had gotten to it. But how Gogol, you know, he, he comes in, he challenges, he takes charge. And, like, everyone has well, tried to take it from him. He doesn't even challenge. He comes in, and and all of the get are like, no, we are the first ones here. Golgol deserves this. And but, basically, but, but that was the thing, is every other tribe that came <laughs> every in other tribe. fought him for it. Yep, and They came lost. in and said, no, we need to do this. And Golgol kicked every one of their asses. Just mopped the fucking Amazon basin. But that becomes <laughs> the problem. When you look back at the history, we were so... The Garu were so enthralled with each other that Pentex decided to get bigger. So much infighting was happening that allowed Pentex to build that first facility. So they're behind the scenes go, <laughs> let them kill each other. That's fine. Yep. We'll take they care were of ourselves. So much, the Garu were so distracted with each other on who should be leading this that Pentex were like, okay, well, thanks for the easy build here because you were so busy with each other. I wonder if that's how Carl's Cairn... Got the facility built five feet away from it. I wouldn't doubt it. There was just too much infighting. Nobody noticed. They drilled a whole a tunnel through rock to make a road to that facility. And no one went like, that's weird. But how badass is Gogol that he just kept getting challenged by every single tribal leader? Ex- well, and that's won. exactly it. The, the guy is an absolute mad lad. Yeah. And then after, yeah, Pentex's facility went up, they went, okay, yeah, this is serious now. Uh, Gogol, you got it, but you have to have a war council of every single elder from a tribe. Or at least everyone represented. Right. Because um, it's important to note, you know, and I, and I have a, I didn't spend a lot of time with it, because look. You know, There's, but, uh, um, yeah. There, but there is the war council. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you have, uh, like, Leno Wings of Fire from the Black Furies, who, um, is really, she's allegedly only there to gain glory in return to overthrow the leader. So she's, she's gunning for Big G. Mm-hmm. Good luck. <laughs> but she denies it whenever it's brought up and throws a challenge to everyone who brings it up. Because you got to mm. hush him up. Right. And um, like Garrett Faithful from the Children of Gaia, who um, sees it as his duty to ensure that there's a, quote, superior Gaian fighting ideal enforced. A more kind of chivalrous kind of spin on warfare and he's he's got a weirdo power <laughs> oh yeah because like being in the amazon this is very much guerrilla warfare well right but that's that's not related to this thing like he's he's such a devout follower of gaia mm-hmm. that um and, and to go into to dracula's terms he has a, a stat called true faith which is a dracula thing mm-hmm. and, and i don't to the best of my understanding of it, and I'm I'm not asking anyone because you kind of don't care. I I don't care. 
So like, I, I don't want Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday to be about people telling me about true faith. Cause I do not care. <laughs> Just make that clear real quick. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Cause I'm going to hear it from 12 people. I know at least 12. And I know six of them right now. <laughs> Fucking Charybdis. Don't. <laughs> he's gonna now. Yeah, he's gonna twice. He'll make a new account under a different name. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't put it past him. Anyway, but yeah, he he um he's got packs like pledged to this kind of chivalric code. It's like a Knights of Arthurian times, and actually they call themselves Gaia's Hand. But I mean, aside from this true faith thing, it's like his his faith in Gaia and his his loyalty to her. Like miraculous events can occur around him. You know, like he's such a true believer. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's it's a little weird, but okay. You know, it just it was very unique, so I mm-hmm. had to take a second with it. But you've got then you got like uh Briogan dances in Clover, the um the Fianna, who is like devout in his faith in Golgol. Which is Fair. awesome. Yeah, it's like, hey, he's a super chill guy, unless you talk shit about anything Golgol said. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That's good though. Right? Um oh, so like a brown noser a little bit. Well, he's a believer, man. <laughs> he's like whiplash. So what are you saying? Oh, I've called Whiplash a brown noser. I know Tom has. <laughs> Many times. I've called him too. It doesn't mean I don't believe him in either. All right. Interesting enough, though, there's no Bonar on that council. No, there isn't. Um, and it's funny you bring that up because my next entry here. Oh, perfect. Is um, the Glasswalker Code Red. Which is a great name. Yeah, That's right? a cool name. Yeah, that's a cool name. <laughs> who who not only represents the Walkers, but the Bonars also. Oh, okay. And he's... um. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like the quote, the Nars trust him to oh. to look out for their interests as well. So he's doing double duty, but he he's also provided the Garo some of their most potent weapons and defenses in the war, like high tech shit and electrical spirits that have confounded even Pentex. Awesome, it's kind of yes. neat, right? Yes. You got fierce hunger. Is the Red Talon rep? I was gonna say that's gotta be a Red Talon. Yeah. So again, like the name. Happy yeah. with that fucking name. <laughs> Last one out is the Lupus Shadow Lord, Horus the Sword, not Shoe Horus. Oh. You can tell because I finished the name. Uh. I didn't have to take a break. Every episode, I swear. You know, it just it keeps coming up. It's like my second favorite tribe. Thing. I, so I it's, get it. you know. <laughs> um, Maria Orlando. You finished the line, so you know it's not. Yeah, <laughs> Maria Orlano from the Silver Fangs. Awino walks the Ertz, uh, which was the, one of the very few stargazers. And by the way, is a Kalindo master. Yes, he is. Ooh. Fucking cool. <laughs> Who will teach any uh, the art to any cub she believes can learn it. Very oh. few can. But oh. that's kind of neat that she's got her own little Cobra Kai dojo there in the Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Cooper can never die, people. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Cavallo, the Octina council member, Octana, who's Tina? Who's I, still, I still who's do t- it, I don't too. Know who, yeah, but that's why I call myself out on it. Though. I know. There's no Tina here. I know. It's the Octana. And then argues with anger, the Wendigo council member. Yeah, it was just going to be a Wendigo. <laughs> who um, came to the Amazon to exact her vengeance against Pentex. Her advice is tainted with this anger, and few council members take her seriously anymore. Oh. Wow. You know, speaking of Actena, they were the first to actually discover the rainforest. I knew that. Did you? I did. 
Did you read it? It's in no, the book. you told me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the book. They were the first of the Garu to discover it, actually. Because uh, two of their changing breeds were the ones that found it first when they were escaping the War of Rage. Gaia led them there. Personally. With visions and stuff, obviously. That, that makes more sense. Right. The Macaulay and the Balaam. Who are Bastet? Bastet. Bastet, but where you a close. tribe of Bastet. The were Jaguars. Jaguar? <laughs> Jaguar. We had a conversation. I'm specifically not allowed to say Bastet. There's Bastet. so many tribes. Come on. It's <laughs> specifically the were Jaguars. Specifically. Yes, specifically the Blom. You know what's interesting? And this, this kind of freaked me out when I read it. Because okay. look at us jump around. That's fine. That's what we yeah. do. Um, they actually talk numbers in this book. They do. Which is something they aggressively don't. Like, they avoid that shit throughout Apocalypse. Because it's, you know, you, you there's not a fucking Garu census board. And, you know, how bleak is your game? That is related to how many Garu there yeah. are. That's, that's because they leave that up to right. storytellers. But in Rage Amazon, they actually talk numbers. In fact, they say the war started with about 190 Garu. Hmm. Hmm. Which is a it's sizable. A yeah, that's sizable. Yeah. But in this this freaked me the fuck out. Um, how little are left? No, no, not that. How little of the changing breeds. Oh, right. The Balam, it, it's quoted that throughout the whole Amazon basin, there are about 22 Balam. Left. But they are separated from each other and tend to ignore the war. 22. That's... Now, is that because they're trying to survive and, like, hey, it's not safety in numbers right now because if they find us, well, they're, they're best all at of us. So safety in numbers already is, numbers isn't a thing they do. That's uh, true. You know, they're not like, hey, let's team up, buddy. Other, other <laughs> best at, other <laughs> yeah. Balam specifically, because I'm not supposed to be saying best at today. You say whatever you want. Yeah, I know. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're not like, hey, let's buddy up and like go to the mall together and find a neat scratching post. That's not how that works. <laughs> They're like, we're best at, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> but 22 in the whole region. And then what really fucks with me is the Macaulay. Make sure I get this number. No, I want to make sure. There are about 33 Macaulay in the entire Amazon basin gathered into seven family groups. Jeez. Wow. So there are more of them than the best. That freaks me out. That doesn't seem right to me. And that was... This is first edition. First edition, so imagine the how numbers much farther it's gone. And or more or less, or just changed because mm-hmm. retcons happen. But to have those hard numbers in a book, in a werewolf book at all, is strange. And to see that, I would have thought those numbers were way higher for the changing breeds. And pulling into more history on that, the Macaulay didn't get pulled into this war until Pentex started drilling for oil. And when, when they started to expand after their first... Uh, whatever their first building they made there. Well, at that point, that's a different subsidiary. And right. There it was, was, yeah, yeah, it was Endron. There's, there's a few that are there. But when they were drilling for oil, they had a spill. No shit. And they were like, ah, whatever. They, they, told, the, they <laughs> told the government, we'll send people to clean it up, and they sent like a 10-man crew. With like which, sponges? With, yeah. <laughs> like basically, you guys are set up to fail, but hey, we're showing that we're doing something because right. they aggressively didn't care because they want the rainforest gone. Right, of course. So all that oil actually started seeping down the basin and into Macaulay habitats. That makes more sense. Guess now. what happened? Macaulay raged out I and destroyed it. them. Sure, that's what brought I them. Mean. That's what brought them into the war. And you know what's funny is, is you know through 
again, and it's because we both researched the same fucking book, mm-hmm. just different sections mm-hmm. of the book to make our lives easier, is that it said that the McCauley are somewhat confused about the issues involved in the war, but they realize Pentex is bad. Well, especially <laughs> when quote. the oil yeah. is going into and destroying their young, like it was destroying their habitats and their babies. And, and there are some that are have been, in the, quote, considering an alliance with the Garu, but uh, are unsure how to approach them and are secretly hoping that the Garu will approach the Makole first, but I'm sure that's... The Garu won't. No. According to the history, the Garu's like, nah, we're going to leave them alone. <laughs> we don't want to touch that. <laughs> These guys are angry. I mean, you can see why, right? Or rage. <laughs> well, one. They, they got to deal with Pentex. I mean, that's their number one priority. That, that too, that was the next point. Is That and the Balam are still fighting the Garu too. That, that was also the next point. Well, there, mm-hmm. there are still some of the Bilal who are in on the war effort. It, some. And, and, and this becomes an evolution thing as time goes on. Yes. Because, you know, as, again, as things get started, we got the Garu on Garu conflict down there, the dick measuring. Mm-hmm. And once, you know, once Gogo finally whipped it out and everyone shut up, you know, that got solved. <laughs> I think there's a... When, which one did you do the geography? I did. There's a section there, right? There's a little crater where when he, uh, when he pulled that out... <laughs> It's like a big old trench. Well, that's yeah, that's, that's where we'll the first it. cairn was made. <laughs> but, oh boy! But you know, oh so boy. so after that hurdle, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it's the, the it's a big hurdle. Uh, it's dead. Oh boy! <laughs> it's a lake there now. Um, <laughs> oh my god! You, you you got the conflict with uh, with the Bastet and Pentax, and you know all the all the different shit. And then there, there is a shift in that mm-hmm. where where Gogol, and I'm not giving this all to him because there there are other, a lot of other factors, yes. a lot of other people, but to where you start reaching out and trying to make peace or at least, if not peace, alliance. Well, because they kind of have to, because not only are they fighting Pentex, they still have Balam fighting them. Right. With guerrilla warfare tactics just popping up and trying to destroy Garu. No, exactly. But I think, I think it's worth mentioning. And especially Gogol's a Geta Fenris because the Geta Fenris get a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that he's the one who goes, yeah, maybe we should. I mean, we should try to fucking focus this madness and fight these guys in just. Only. Right. Maybe be, hey, Balam, I hate you. <laughs> and but you I, suck. But understand what we're trying to do yeah, here. Yeah, but like we all are. We're all for Gaia. Yeah, on. we're all on the same side here. Which to different degrees of success, but right. I think it's it's worth mentioning that that not only it's important, you know, and and uh, it was a get a Fenris who, so there, <laughs> the Amazonian Octena. So obviously they came down, they saw the rainforest, saw what it could give them, but they kept moving because they were traveling, they were trying to find a home. Some of their kinfolk were like, "Now nah, this is too nice, we're staying here," so they stayed. Many, 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 many years pass. The Garu legends are legends in there. They, you know, they forget about Garu. They're just legends to them. Three of them breed true. These become the Amazonian Ictena. But the kinfolk didn't know what to do because it was all legends to them. So they actually call on the Balam and go, what do we do? What? The Balam actually huh? raised these cubs. The Ictena. The Ictena. These three Amazonian Ictena. They raised them. Interesting. They, uh, they called it an experiment to see if Garu were selfish, stingy, and arrogant by nature or by nurture. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> and actually two of them showed promise. 
one was still a dick. They named him in the book. I didn't write the names down. Go read the book, guys. It's a good <laughs> book. And uh, once, you know, they, they raised them enough, they actually took them up to uh, one of the Octenet Seps way up in the Mayan ruins. Or, I mean, they weren't ruins at the time, but the Mayans. And they stayed there and got raised by Actena. But eventually got called back home because they missed the rainforest. Hmm. But that is the start of the Ab- Amazonian Actena. That's weird and cool. That's kind of neat. And this is not something sort of related. You made me think about it. Like if you summon Octena uh-huh. in the rainforest, <laughs> is his body like slowly evaporating? It's like a little mist coming off him because of the, the climate. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't stay. It's really humid <laughs> down there. I don't know. That's, that was, I mean, it's a really stupid question. But <laughs> being accustomed to hearing dumb shit, this must be your first episode. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you stay. <laughs> it only gets worse. Or better. Or it depends. Yeah, matter perspective. Depends on how you feel about what you're hearing right now. Now, before Pentex moved in, there was a lot of people trying to explore the Amazon rainforest. Oh, sure. Tons. It just goes back to, like, the mysteries of the Amazon, I was saying. Very big mysteries. And the biggest one that drew everyone there was the city of gold. El Dorado. El Dorado is the king, actually. That's actually a person. That's a rage card, too. Really? Yeah, I have it. Oh, nice. Prove it. Kidding. Okay. I mean, after the show? I was going to say, after yeah, the show, sure, after the, show. the cars right there. Over yonder. It's right there. I just see the two packs of cards. <laughs> and obviously, the City of Gold got lost due to Techromancers. Really? Yes. Hmm. The biggest threat to the Amazon prior to Pentex was Techromancers. Fucking mages, always romancing the tech. They were powerful, obviously powerful <laughs> magicians who sought to make the world conform to their will. And by doing this, they wanted to expose the supernatural. So everything could, so they're the bad guys, we're the good guys, because we're exposing the right. supernatural. That was their way of doing this. So as they mapped out the Amazon to try to locate the city of gold and El Dorado, who was actually a shaman. You actually didn't know anything about him, I just... You just thought that was the name? No, well, I, I had the card of the guy, uh, so and it's, you know, the... Association. Plus, I got to go El Dorado. El Dorado. <laughs> so only one being was strong enough to challenge the Techromancers during the, they call it the Age of Discovery, when the Techromancers are trying to map out the City of Gold to wipe it from existence. And that's El Dorado, a native dream speaker, mage, and king of the City of Gold. Now, the Macaulay and the Balam assisted El Dorado, along with the greatest of his allies, the Black Fury Amazons. And although El Dorado was a man, he was unlike the European men the Furies hated because of what they were trying to do to the rainforest. Right. So they were. he was a worthy man that the Furies could support, which says a lot. No, it really does. Yeah, I was going to say that's uh It makes him kind of like a unicorn. Right? <laughs> but unfortunately... <laughs> or a Pegasus. <laughs> or Pegasus. <laughs> okay. But unfortunately the fight was lost. The Tuckermancers did manage to map out the City of Gold and it disappeared to the Umbra into its own pocket realm with no connections to anything. Because they did that or it just happened? They did that. Their okay. their magic was strong enough that they did that. They did it so good that they couldn't even get to it anymore. <laughs> nice job. Right. Bummer. They did their job so well that they couldn't even finish destroying it. Go back to pulling Lepics out of hats, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
El Dorado's not out, though. He does manage to get into the dreams of man. And another explorer comes down, finds his way, and gets that one little outlet to El Dorado, to the city of gold, but is forced to stay there so that can't be found. But it's allowing him to have his way back into the earth, into helping, but he doesn't know what to do now with the war. He doesn't know which side to take, what to do, so he's just kind of biding his time. That's pretty neat. But he now has a way back in that nobody knows about. <laughs> okay. This is, this is pre-Pentex. Right, which is, which is kind of funny because it's each chapter at this point, they're almost, contra- almost contradicting itself because, you know, there's a part in there. Now, this is more of the, the Umbrascape and the, the spirit world of the Amazon, but, like, they have a hard time mapping that out. It's nearly impossible. Spirit world cannot really be mapped. It's necessary for the Thurges to try, but it's near impossible due to the native of what the wild is doing in the Amazon itself. Because in the Umbra, all that, it's still wild controlled. So it's chaotic, but it's vivid and it's like colorful and it's great. It's that's what you want. But there are still spots where like, you know, spiral dancers or or even just banes themselves are like corrupting areas that so that that let's that, that's like scorched earth now and some of those really cool spirits that are around that are keeping that alive th- those are corrupt too so now those are banes <laughs> but because of that they have a hard time mapping the area well yeah i think you know any attempt to um map anything in the umbra yeah it's it's a bad idea it's not gonna go well i mean mm-hmm. you look at you look at the various maps maps of the umbra that exist throughout the various world of darkness mm-hmm. books and Very it's all vague. yeah it's all conceptual yeah you know it's not like turn right here here's a mountain range because it's shit's not going to work already left but, at albuquerque right but somewhere so wild saturated like you're pointing out danny yeah that's that's just a really dumb idea i want to know like i want to speak to the manager of the person who's trying to do that because that guy needs another job but at the same time, it might be like near impossible, but it's also necessary for the war effort. And well, that's what... Well, I get that, but it's just so hard to map the umbra. Like exactly. The and that's why they say near impossible at this yeah. point. Yeah, and shit's hurting cats at best. It, yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't have to do it, but they kind of have to do it. It's an evil necessity, I can, I guess. It, it's weird. It was just, it's like I said, it's like I said, almost contradicting itself from one chapter to another. There are sections that it, it does that, it, yeah. But I mean, this is also first edition, right? You know, and I think at that point, there it's was, the fresh ideas, right? I was about to say, yeah, there's this glut of fresh ideas, and just throw it all in there and let storytellers take what they want, sure. Which I like. No, I don't got a problem with it per se. I almost see like how the different writers. This writer had this chapter. This writer had that chapter, and maybe they didn't coordinate. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, I think that's it's entirely possible. But if you guys want, uh, we could jump to modern times now. We I, got, I got a little bit here. But again, we're, we are, we're going back and forth at this point. Right. Well, I mean, that was pretty much all pre-Pentex. Now I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah, right. I get it. Let's, we could switch to modern times on when Pentex came in, all due to, in 1985, the Brazilian government was overthrown by the people. And now the new government that was put in place, they signed a treaty that allowed foreign corporations into the country, especially those of American origin. 
dun, dun, dun. Stupid Americans. Bring on Pentex <laughs> and their forestry operations. That was the first one that came in. Yes. Um, developers Forestry Group. Mm-hmm. DFG, yep. Yep. Because, and I mean, let's remind everybody, despite what you see in some art throughout the books, there are not vans that say Pentex on the side. No, no one is writing on Pentex stationery. <laughs> They're not drinking from the Pentex coffee mug. Pentex one. is a secret. I want a Pentex coffee mug. You know, they actually did make a Pentex uh, polo shirt. Oh, really? Yeah, back in the day. I had a friend oh, who had one. that's funny. See, I've seen like a picture of it. Yeah, I had a buddy who had one. He'd wear that shit to school. I believe how many people actually knew about it. Well, right. It just had the little Pentex logo like over the nipple or whatever, like uh, like all those other polo shirts, the uh-huh. logo. So now so. that they, they came in, huh? And they came straight in for destruction. Yeah. <laughs> they, they literally did. They took over their first tribal area. One of the, one of the lo- local tribes took it over, used that as their base of operations as they started clearing out an area for them to build their true facility and got noticed. They got noticed by the Black Frost Pack. Well, let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit because the area they took over, again, the DFG, that's that first area, right? That was a den realm of a Balam. Oh, really? It was a Ware Jaguar, yep. But that has that Ware Jaguar has been since corrupted by Baines and only cares about staying in her area. That's it. Does not even remember being of Gaia. Hmm. It's kind of a big deal. Well, yeah, they just <laughs> gained more power. I mean, Pentex did. Yeah, in a roundabout way. Yeah, because not only are Garu attacking this, so are Ware Jaguars. So that's what I meant by earlier when they, you know they're part of that war effort too. Sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes they're just doing it on their own, which can very easily screw up the the effort. Well, it all depends on what time of the war you're talking about because right, there's because certain spots where Garu took over Den Realms mm-hmm. and they got pissed and that's why they're fighting with Garu. That too, right. And you know, those Den Realms, I mean, that, that's a big deal. I it's mean, we only did a little deal. overview, right. you know, back when, you know, the, the litter box episode or what have you. <laughs> but, you know, a Den Realm is a, it's a big deal. It's a sacred thing. It's important. It's yeah, their so parents, it's, I mean. Yeah, yeah. This isn't, you know, we're not arguing over spilt milk here. This is significant. How many cat good. jokes can you fit in a sentence? Jeez. Have you met me? <laughs> but that Black Cross pack. Yes. This was the first to fall. You're a pack of get. Pack of get. And they were the first to fall in this Amazon war effort. This was the start of the war. But we know what happened to that particular area because, you know, the, the forces of Pentex, if you will, you know, DFJ, moved on. They built their facility and moved into that facility. Right. So what happened to that land? <laughs> well, that's considered hallowed ground now. That is now what they call Ranch Apocalypse. Such a cool name. It is badass. Like, uh, Hid- like Hidden Valley Ranch? Like that alley by the way? <laughs> yeah, I ignored your thing. I know you did. Thanks. <laughs> this is kind of like, um, how do I put this? It's... What the the book right directly? It's the major base camp of Garu assault activity, which makes sense. It's the closest to the headquarters, right? But Pentex doesn't know it exists. Like they know it exists. They knew that area was there, but they were there before. Why would you put a forward base somewhere so obvious that we know is there? And that's the genius of it. That is right. the genius of it. Put it right under their nose. Yep. Follow your nose. 
couple things that keep this place secret, you know, for Gogol and the rest of the Garu and the rest of the war effort. No injured Garu is allowed to return. You are either to flee to the jungle and heal, or you keep fighting, even if that means you die. This, it helps with, like, scouts. Rule number one. Yeah. Fight club, come on. Well, that's not... What we, no, we don't talk about is. that. We don't talk about that forward base. <laughs> and there's other... There's a bunch of other, like, packs or even just, you know, it's like groups of Garu. They'll set up, like, mock camps and mock bases to fake out, like, Pentex scouts. So, oh, that's where their base is. But no, they were only there temporary just to fool, oh. like, the reconnaissance teams. They had to do this because when they first initially started the war... We were losing people, like, left and right. Right, well, the forces of Pentex and the amount of resources they had. Well, it's not only that. It was our battle tactics before. This was prior to Gogol actually gaining, obviously. Before the crater. Yes, before the big crater (laughs) happened. (laughs) When it was just, when that first pack fell, they had, so the kinfolk, obviously they didn't come back, not the kinfolk, the elders, Mm -hmm. when they noticed that that first pack didn't come back from that scouting mission, they held a war mood. Yes, and when they held that war moot, they invited all tribes to discuss the best course of action on what we need to do here. And that's when Gogol did take charge. But at you know at first, they were just sending people out just to try to take it back. And we were just, the first were teams were just killing them off left and right. Well, and, you know, it's, it's something that's it's worth bringing up is, you know, part of the reason that Gogol had made such a difference you know, after the moment. He organized everything. Well, right, because he had a, you know, he participated, he fought in Nam for fun. He was uh, born. <laughs> for fun. He was born in World War II. Yes, he was. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I remember reading that part. It was his mother was in the middle of battle. Yeah, she stopped fighting long stopped. enough to pop him out. <laughs> Just to pop him yeah, out and then, right then right continue fighting. fighting. Yep. 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 That is badass. <laughs> well, and, you know, in, um, in our canon, Gogol is a baby. <laughs> He interacted with the elders of your home sept. Really? Huh. No, I, I remember that. Yeah. Because again, you, you know, Gogo born on that battlefield, so you got to do something with the infant. So at one point, the pack, your elders, who also fought in World War II, mm-hmm. had held that baby through the chain to get him to safety. Just, just like a random coincidence. It's not like, hey, we're old buddies because. Yeah, it works out, though. Yeah. No, it, was, it was saying in there that the pack that took in Gogol, because now his mother's dead, she went down in a blaze of glory. You know, the pack that took him in. But yeah, I can see that, the, like, the exchanging of hands kind of thing. Right. Like, that pack. Like, someone's hey. got to hold this kid for five minutes while we're getting <laughs> shot at. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't a thing. Right. It Going wasn't from a, pack to pack to pack until we get him to a safe care. Right. It was, yeah, it was know, a quick crossover. Hold this for a minute. <laughs> hold this. <laughs> Playing football with the baby. Basically. <laughs> Go long. Well, you know, in, in side note. Um, cause Hey, it's what we do. Sure. You know, in the Virginia games, I took, a uh, a hiatus from storytelling and got to play for a bit for a little six story thing that happened to take place in the Amazon. You know, I didn't write it, but it was, uh, you know, one of my players wanted to try his hand at storytelling. You know, I helped him out a bit, you know, sure. advice here and there, but you know, this little six parter in the Amazon, the leader of that pack, the sleight of claw, Vodoma. And I think I've told this story before. Probably, you know, went to Gogo because they were they were there for a specific thing, and they got the thing, and now it's time to go. Well, you can't just leave. That's <laughs> called desertion, and mm-hmm. there are packs dedicated to hunting your ass down. <laughs> you know, and so to to leave, she traded on the name of a particular god elder from that sect. 
you know, the, the, the character, the Zyla, she tried to trade it in his name. It's like, oh, well, it's one of his pack. And Gogo looks at her and goes, really? And the fun thing is, is I got to play Gogo for this scene. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I got to play him. Because, um, you know, obviously I didn't have a permanent character. I was just, you know. It's like, you know, I've heard rumors. I heard he saw his time was coming. Gaia sent him a sign and he went down to the closest black spiral pit and killed everyone in there. I heard that he died of old age. I heard that he died killing a hundred femori. I heard that he, I've heard all these different fucking rumors. What happened? <laughs> and she wasn't she, there. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't show up at that step until like a chronicle after the character died. She mm. never met him. She never bothered to ask. Threw down a name that she knew nothing about. Right. It's like, yeah, but yeah, he, he held me as a baby. I've heard that story. <laughs> so I'm very curious as to what really happened to this guy. <laughs> Oops. Careful when you name any name drop. <laughs> yeah, we learned that too. Learned that firsthand. <laughs> but just, you know, by coincidence, I, I kind of love that, you know? Oh, no, it's cool head canon at that yeah. point. And it's something that doesn't harm the overall canon. Right. And I was like, oh, you held a baby once. That's significant. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a small anecdote in the life of a character. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, that's kind of a neat piece of trivia. I want to know more about this. Oops. But speaking of packs in the Amazon. Yeah, okay, because we have, we just mentioned the Black Frost pack who were slain. Right. Which kind of started this whole effort. Exactly. Because, yeah, it was a, a, a first team of Fomori <laughs> just wiped them the fuck out. Yeah, read that story. If you guys pick up the book, it's very vivid. It's right, like right at the beginning. Yeah, and definitely just pick up the book. I mean, which you know, you ask which werewolf books you should pick up. All is the answer. <laughs> that, yeah, all of them. That's cool. But no, we talk about yeah. You're talking about packs. We have um, like a bunch of them out there, but I think um, two of the most significant that I'd like to talk about for a second: the pack of the severed arm. <laughs> Who are fucking great? They're they're badass, but also they are featured in the novel "Breathe Deeply," which oh. is a tie-in to the Rage card game. But that's not—I mean, it's the World card game, so yeah. it's all in the family anyway. Uh, "Breathe Deeply" is a fun. It's a it's a short read. I mean, it's a small book already, and is a small book, mm. like in page count and in size. Gotcha. So, but so it's, it's it's a quick read. It's but it's a lot of fun. It's a good read. It deals specifically with the War of the Amazon and the Severed Arm Pack and an out, you know, a outsider POV character who comes in the Amazon. I don't want to give anything away about it. But um, that's where I think, at least for me, I first met this pack. And here they are. They're, they're detailed in a Rage Across the Amazon. They also have Rage cards. The entire pack has Rage cards. Um, I know most of them do. I don't think that, the, that Brennan does. Or if he does, I just never came across it and didn't, don't know about it. But yeah, you've got your your your, your alpha Russian one arm. Awesome. All right, uh, who is a silver fang and like probably my favorite silver fang by a fucking mile. <laughs> this guy is awesome as hell. You ragabash too. He is. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, uh, he, I like that description. He he fetished the severed arm and uses it as a club. Yes, <laughs> he managed to save it in Krynos form. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's his fucking weapon. Dude is a dude's awesome as hell. And then you got the Fianna Brennan, you've got Steps Lightly, um, the Sound Strider, Windrunner, the Actena. I'm just gonna count Peter Ward of the Glasswalkers, who's the POV character. Okay. Of, uh, pretty deeply. It's it's again, it's a good read. If you can get your hands on it, do it. 
it, it's worth it. it. It gives a good look at the Amazon. You know, it's just a good time. But that's a, that's a fucking awesome pack right there. And you can, you can learn more about them. So fucking please do that. So they named the pack, the one-armed pack, after their leader who only has one arm. Oh, the, the pack of the severed arm. But okay. Yeah. yeah. Pack of the severed arm. I mean, I mean, he has that arm. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a club yeah. now. That's just awesome. <laughs> right? It's badass. I beat you to death with my severed arm. Quit hitting yourself. <laughs> Quit hitting myself. Quit hitting myself. <laughs> what? So, so Mr. Geography over there. Yeah. What are these? Uh, what's what's the main areas there? I know they have like three steps. Well, I mean, one, you had Ranch Apocalypse, and that's, like I said, that's like your... Well, that's, that's different. Those are the forward bases. Right. They, they do have three main hubs yeah, down three there. actual cairns. Three actual cairns. Yes. Well, there's the Hollow Heart Cairn. That's the I mean, main base of operations. That's your primary base of operations. Everybody that's, comes in, all yep. your, new in, your new recruits, all of that. Mm-hmm. Global and the War Council is there, correct? Correct. You have the Sky River Cairn. That area was set up specifically to protect from the Hell's Hand Hive. And this is the, what, northern part of the Amazon, I think? I mean, I didn't write that part down. I'm sure I, I can look I it up, but something like that. Part. So there's a hive who's constantly attacking them too, but like that area, that cairn is specifically set up to protect from that. But they also send raiding parties against the different Pentex labs. And then you have the cairn of the rain spirits. And that was a, uh, was a small antenna cairn, but it's barely holding on. It was one of the very first cairns there. And it was, a you know, because it was one of the first... It was. It's constantly being attacked, and it was the one of their very first targets, Pentex, one of their very first targets. But they use uh, elemental spirits, specifically rain spirits. You know, kind of like for protection. Makes sense. Yeah, their totem, King Thunder. Hmm. How fucking not, cool! My grandfather. <laughs> no, not to be confused with Grandfather Thunder. No, oh. King Thunder. So his his protege. Why not? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Now, one thing I always found interesting is that these are multi-tribe steps. All of them, yes. Yeah, and like I mean, it kind of has to be at this. Well, point. yeah, because yeah. you're only winning that war being united down there. It's true that the infighting can't happen anymore. Well, and ever since the crater fall, it certainly doesn't. Right. And and you say that, and it's cool, and it makes sense, and then it brings me to a specific character, Jorgen Krieg. Ooh, tell me about Jorgen Krieg. I mean, he's a badass character, but, like, he's not there like most people are. For, I mean, he's he's not there for the same reasons most. Like, like most mentally there? Yes. Okay. For as high rank as he is, he's not in it for the glory. He does not give a shit about glory. The war effort and winning the war is the only thing on this guy's mind. He's there to help new packs send them where they need to go, where he gets a ton of glory but does not give a shit about it. Hmm. I just thought that was really cool. It, like, <laughs> And again, this is a, a first edition book, so like the glory points and stuff. Yeah, it's like, like 110,000 oh, yeah. points. I'm like, what the fuck? I was confused when I was looking at them. I'm like, what is that? That's I mean, it's a hilarious, but like, where he is at that, he, and he doesn't care. That is Good. not what he's there for. That's, well, bigger that, fish. Yeah, there's yeah. bigger fish to fry than worrying about your glory. And, and again, this is a get we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me as much. The war's more important. Yes. The battle is more important. That's great to hear about. Because again, you get you get a lot of that going the other way. 
or a misunderstanding or a general people just, they've heard things yes. so they don't like the get. <laughs> when it's perfectly in line for the get offenders to go, this is more important. The mission is more important. Correct. And so it's great to see that. It, it was the way they were, you know, portraying it for this one character was just like, holy shit. Jorgen's pretty awesome. Of course, so is Crick. <laughs> which, which I wrote up a little bit on Crick. Crick Rum Wrangler. Crick, that, that's a great name. It's also kind of a tongue twister. It is. But this guy, he's, he's your Philodox Monar. Lupus, too. He's, uh, he's actually a battlemaster in charge of the warg, which defends the Sky River Cairn. He uh, actually keeps himself well-groomed so others like him. So, I mean, being a bonar and he's well-groomed. Right, like he's, he understands <laughs> that he's in a pretty big position and he's right. dressing for the job he, he wants, not the job he has. There right. You go. And he actually he takes things slow and easy. He's uh, not widely respected due to his heritage. He commands with a sense of caution because someone is always criticizing him. Now, for is, being a bonar. For being a bonar, of course. Right. But it's important to mention, he commands. He commands. He is in a position of authority here. That's fucking... That's awesome. Right. Now, uh, Crick is quiet, but will not allow himself to be pushed too far. When that happens, his competency as a warrior becomes obvious. He tries his best to meet the needs of those who serve under him, though. Guy's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I know I accidentally elevated his position. But again, in our world, I'm keeping it there. I'm fine with it. He that. got promoted. This guy, Crick, Crick's awesome. Fuck all that. It just, you know... The best boss is the one you're going to respect. Now, what about the most important man in the Amazon? Well, I think we have talked about Gogol. Oh, I didn't know if you had any more on him. Well, I mean, I mean, the guy's an absolute man, you know, badass. Like I said, he, um, you know, we talked about World War II, you know, played in Vietnam. Dude is seven foot tall. Rank six. Rank six. What, 14 foot in Crino or 11 foot in Crino? That's like stupid like that, he's, yeah. he's just the shit. He's just a massive guy. I think, I don't know this, don't quote me on this. I know at least for me he was, but I think he was the first rank six Garu presented in the canon. Oh, interesting. I mean, he was the first one I knew about, but I think no, first he's the first books, one, I mean, right? I mean, there's not a lot of them already, and but I think he was the first one. What about Mother Larissa? Who's not actually rank six. No, oh, okay. She really? is in our game, but she's not actually rank six. Oh. At least oh, as see, of words of the canon, apocalypse. There we go. Because I know she's ranked six in our game. Yeah. At the, yeah, at the time of Warriors of the Apocalypse, she was not. Interesting. But I can see why we would make her in our game. God, I hope that's right now. Oh, call him out if it's not. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Larissa in, in, in the real game is like rank four, but I had promoted her since because she's fucking awesome. She really is. I mean, go look at that rage card. <laughs> That's it. That's the reason. Yeah, I know. That's the reason. That's the fucking qualifier for me. I'm, that card was so cool I'm that cool she got it. promoted. It, you know, it's funny too, is, uh, and it's the only way that art looks like that. Mm -hmm. So like if you look at W20 in the comic there, she's there, but she's just like, looks like a regular person. Mm, she looks way better as a rage card. Yeah. And so it's like, who's this lady? Who's this fucking stand-in? <laughs> <laughs> And then if you check, like, the Bonar Tribe book, there's another completely different image of her. Oh, Jesus. And it's, I, I want to call it Pennywise-esque. Oh, really? I'm going to have to go look. Yeah. I, I'm in a bed, but freaky. Okay. Like, she's got this grin on her. 
weird. That like her head's going to detach and like Terrence and Philip or something. Oh, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> no, there's another pack that we should talk about though. The uh, Swift Claw pack. All right. All right. These guys were the ones that stopped Pentex from expanding. All right. Now, this is Wait, just full stop? Well, or they're keeping them from. No, no, no. Full stop. Okay. So Pentex brought in Endron to drill oil, like I said earlier. This is what brought the Macola in. Right. But they were trying, they were obviously like, okay, so there's oil here. So they were going all across Amazon, just drilling, 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 drilling until they found oil. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Swiss Claw Pack, they actually were the ones that were ahead of keeping them at bay. And eventually they just stopped. They stopped fighting Pentex, allowed them to do, keep drilling and doing what they were doing. On purpose? On purpose, because then around their facility, they set fire to a bunch of areas. Oh. And when they set fire to those areas, they would plant Pentex, like stuff they found in their raids, to make it look like Pentex did it. I love it. Now, Gogol Mm -hmm. actually wanted these guys dead because, hey, you're turning to the worm. You're creating nothing but chaos. You're letting this happen. Why are you? Yeah, you're why are you letting letting this this happen? happen? Like, what are you doing? Why aren't we defending? And they kept saying, wait, wait, wait. And right before they were about to be executed, they got news that the government shut Pentex down and made them leave the area because the evidence was found at the fires. That's pretty brilliant. And then they actually got the glory for that. Super smart. Gogol actually renounced it and gave them the glory for what they did. I love that story. That's an awesome story. And I, I don't even know where I want to jump to from that because there's two ways we can go. You know, I like There's, there's the, the, the Penzex issue, you know, um, that obviously, you know, you bring up, you talk about Enron and we know about the DFG, but you also had a H and H, the Herald and Herald mining company was brought down there. And you guys might remember that from your little, uh, dalliance with the rite of passage. I was hoping he wasn't going to break that. Yeah, up. me too. But there, you know, there it is. Right? Yeah. So there's there's a fun callback. I love how they kept that. But also, um, there's a Megadon lab down there, who are the researching local plant life to make new toxins and drugs. So you've got all that shit going down there. And again, we brought up that there is a regional board of directors, mm-hmm. who I don't want to get into right now because we can easily do some stuff with, with subsidiaries and shit like that down, down the line. And right. I think that's a better spot for it. Mm-hmm. But there is the one I want to bring up. Because while I was looking, I'm like, this is, this is just, you know, I want to talk about it. She's like, just for a second. <laughs> and this is a member of the regional board. It's a Samuel Jehoshaphat Leindecker. That's a saying. Right, that's a name right there. That is a moniker. Okay, <laughs> has a monocle, I bet. You know, he doesn't because he began his career as a janitor. Really? Whoa. Yeah, right? See, this is the thing. He was a janitor who was sent to a temp assignment in the Toronto HQ. Um, he was given the task of waxing the basement laboratory floors. Huh. He didn't have security clearance. But the guards just assumed that he did, because why else would you be here? Like, Pentex fucked up. Okay. You know, like a, a fucking clerical error that they sent this guy instead of someone with the clearance. Wow. Right, so he's just fucking some schlub janitor. <laughs> I have a feeling I see where this is going. In the quote, the quote is: "The guards let him in, simply assuming that he was cleared. The Baines don't assume anything, Ooh. so they find him the next morning." <laughs> and the quote: "They tried everything, but even high-powered stomach pumps could not get that thing out of him." Oh, 
This is not where I thought it was going. In this thing is called Kembatch number 373, which got to be good <laughs> friends with its new host. Holy oh, of course. Shit. This is like alien. Yeah, it, it told its host many things, special things, secret things mm-hmm. about the Toronto executives. Oh, oh. So Samuel's not above bribery, and soon he had a cushy job as an executive at a regional board. Yep. In Rio. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's got some dirt on some people. So so they send him to the Amazon. And of course, the host and him don't know anything about the danger of the of the Gauru or the guerrilla warfare going down there. They and, send him down there and hope he died. And right. And Kembatch doesn't know anything about being an executive. So so he has to pretend that he knows what he's doing most of the time and hoping and hopes it doesn't no one catches on. That's funny. <laughs> right? It's kind of fucking cool. <laughs> like he's kind of venom at that point. Yeah, that's exactly really, what I was thinking. Without like the powers, I would imagine. Or well, maybe some, some powers. Yeah, yeah, something. But say he's being possessed. So but, I, but I love the idea that just fucking janitor lux his lux. <laughs> yeah. lux. That's not his luck. way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's definitely not luck. I just, I just loved it. I was like, you know what? We'll bring it up later, I'm sure too. But I, I don't want to. I had to share that with you guys. Holy shit! Right? That was cool. That was great. <laughs> but you know, the um, the other thing to bring up though, and uh, I'm sort of, we'll circle back around the Pentex thing for a minute because obviously we're going to talk some practical application. Mm-hmm. But um, is these the you talk about how Gogol wanted uh, Swift Claw, Swift Claw, how he wanted them. Punished. Yes. And this brings me to the Ghost Raptors. That's a cool name, too. <laughs> I love all these names. First edition, man. This, this is good shit. Yeah. So the Ghost Raptors are, are a pack that are out there in the Amazon. This sounds like Macaulay, though. Well, you're incorrect. Okay. I, the Raptor. scouting pack. Uh, they they follow this as a... They, it's rumored. I mean, it's... They have a base in an abandoned Bastet domain. And uh, they follow a uh, Ahran known only as White Father. And this is hmm. a pack of twelve mixed mixed breeds and tribes, um, and uh, and kinfolk who have come to follow them. And these are elite fucking warriors. Oh, um, yeah. They were assigned a command of their own. They were an elite unit that was sent to wreak havoc behind enemy lines. They went into the bush and they have since ignored every call and every order sent their way. Oh. What are they doing then? As far as Gogol's concerned, they're going AWOL. Oh, and he's oh. not sending any packs to stop that. Well, he well, he just he, said elite warriors. So even if they did, he he really wants to get them back. Well, yeah, if they're elite warriors, I would too. And if push comes to shove, sure, you know the hammer he'll, he'll will have down. to lead that war effort. <laughs> but he would really like to have them back. And interestingly, there's a character a stargazer in that pack uh, called Thunder Tiger who also is featured in uh, Breathe Deeply. Oh, okay. So I'm seeing the connections. Oh, it's on the Amazon. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously the <laughs> one big connection there, but like... But yeah. It's um, a book we're going to have to dive into later. It's a neat little book. But uh, this, this, the, the Ghost Raptors have befriended an Incarna uh, Panthacelia, who is the warrior spirit of the Amazon. I almost wanted huh. to say Pantalones. I get that. <laughs> And um, the pack itself follows Octana, but they also serve Panthacelia, which gives them good relations with the locals, both human and Pharaoh alike. So you've got Balam and Macaulay flat out fucking covering for them. Wow. So that makes them even Damn. harder to find. Right. And, you know, they say the White Father is possessed uh, by her by uh, 
Penthesilia the regular, um, which which also ties in because there are rumors that, that he's that, uh, in the Raptor. Someone, and so we assume, has become infected with a bane that now seeks to set himself up as a deity and be worshipped by other Garu. <laughs> Whether there's truth to that or not, that's the rumor. Mm. But it seems like that's maybe we're confused with Penthesilia, or maybe there's some treachery going on, or maybe take your pick. Just makes sense on why they're AWOL. Right? Um, but yeah, 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 it's like a solid point. Then they should not come back. I mean, being possessed. Mm. If it's true. Yeah, it's true. If, if White Father is possessed by, you know, or is sometimes, or I mean, who knows the rules on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but they do know that his, uh, his true identity isn't really known. Uh, but the Raptors serve him like they would a god. Living, fighting, dying at his command. Um, so it's a little crazy, but in, in truth... But who are they fighting? That's the question. Well, I mean, they're doing their jobs, ultimately. Okay. They're just not... They're doing what they're doing. They're yeah. just doing their job you their know, way, just not under what under Gogol. Yeah, they're not working for Gogol. They're working for Penthesilia, really. Okay. Which, as long as the same end goal's there, fine. Yeah, should be. And that's fine. if the same end goal's there. Well, of course, it does mention that... And this, this is interesting because again it's just a first edition book mm-hmm. is that white father has been exposed to so much toxic waste and radiation that he is dying oh. which will leave a power vacuum because no one really knows who's going to step up and take charge next mm. so you know later on mm-hmm. <laughs> so many different implications there right but i mean what I think happens in fifth edition who knows you know and so i think it's worth bringing that up that it, it's it's almost an extra faction, mm-hmm. you know. There, there's a there's got to be a level of antagonism there, where you know Gogo wants these guys brought in, they ain't doing that shit. So now we're not exactly friends. Is the enemy of my enemy my friend? Could they be trusted? Or it, 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 right, it brings up a lot of questions and difficult situations. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. That's fucking cool. Right? Like, it's an extra wrench to throw at your players mm-hmm. when you're doing the Amazon. So you have the Balam. The Macaulay. The Macaulay. Pentex. Pentex. The Ghost Raptors. The Ghost Raptors. You know, and let's not forget, you know, Rio might have a leech or two. Oh, I'm sure. And there may be some leeches running around in the rainforest. We don't know. There's also an Anasi there. And, I mean, this is bringing up in other books, so I don't actually have numbers but allegedly, I mean, we know that there are very few Swara, that's the Wearsheeters, and Bagheera, the Panthers, in the, the neighborhood. Yeah, it's not their native place, but they, they've, they've come to the region. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we've, we're confirmed for Ananasi, but we don't have anything on numbers. So, like, there's, there's some room there if you want to play the Farah game. There's shit there. You know, you've got the idea of um, temples and ruins to explore, maybe lost fetishes or rites or something, or ghosts even boog it out. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, <laughs> no, especially if you're saying Mayans and stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Right? Well, and obviously there's mages down there. There's just tons. You know, if you need some quarters, you pull them right out of your ear. It's <laughs> the way you can call home and get more Garu. Oh, they have pay phones in the Amazon? Just in Rio. All right. Boom. Look Boom. at that. Yeah, Seamless. yeah, yeah, you got that. That's how well, you put a mage in that game. There you go. You I need Rio quarters to go home. <laughs> Let's get a mage. <laughs> What's this behind your ear? Thanks. It's a rabbit. It's a lepix. Shit. <sighs> yeah, try book lepix. That's available in the Storyteller's Vault, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> is. Written by our friend uh, C. Grant Rose. With special thanks to... Well, me. You. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Hashtag oh, not sponsored. Available Jesus now. Christ. <laughs> that was some, that was some shameless shit right there. Oh, absolutely. A little bit. I'm into it. That was funny. All right. <laughs> you know, and I think some when you're running those games, though, you know, because I mean, even the wild itself can be an antagonist. Oh, yeah. You know, isn't, we, isn't there a book game in this, too? There's a couple. There's, there's a, a couple. I, I didn't because we don't. Well, right. But, I mean, but there's definitely a lot of story seeds in this book. Absolutely. Well, there's some story seeds in just what we've been talking about last hour. Well, sure. But I'm actually curious if, if what what they do with the Amazon come W5. It, it will be interesting. I know, like, as of W20, they talk about how, you know, various companies have kind of moved in looking for, like, you know, holistic remedies for some of the rare plants, kind of like Megadon's doing. Mm-hmm. Although maybe they're altruistic. Probably not, because this is the world of darkness. Come on, get it together, people. <laughs> but it's at least gotten more attention. You know, um, I, I would say it's fair to say that the war is being won, even insofar as the Pentex is moving on. Like, there's other places we can fuck up. We don't need this shit. It's getting too much attention. Right. You know? I can see it that way. Like, they really want this, but it, it's it's drawing too much attention. Right. There's a lot of losses because of the war. It's, it's ultimately not worth it. Because, I mean, I mean, that's what they're looking at is the bottom line. You know, you look at the government attention, you look at all these other places coming in. You know, I mean, there's lots of casualties on both sides, right. but I would largely call it it's it's a winning operation for the Garu insofar as Pentex is bailing out. Well, and I go back to the geography for a quick second. Yeah. Because the main area for this war is, is Brazil, mm-hmm. which is the largest country in South America. And it's just barely smaller than the United States. But it's also only like 40% of the population compared. Think about that for a few minutes. I don't want to. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> that's but all that open land. Yeah. That, that's nuts. That's great. And from, you know, right. and for it, the Garu. Right. Which I can see, again, going back to Pentex drawing too much attention to themselves. They don't want that happening. And that's maybe that's why they started that way. Like, look, all this area, no one's going to ever be able to tell. Well, again, and it's the rainforest, so it's important to Gaia. Right. And it's important for their goals to maybe get rid of. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about the rare plants and shit where they're, they're making toxins. And, right. And, you know, there's a lot of fertile ground there for them to manipulate and destroy. Because the gauntlet has to be super thin there. I'd imagine. Yeah. Not that most of the uh, the people there can do anything about it outside of, like, the Den Realms. Right. You know, the 22 Balam. <laughs> it's, and most of their Den Realms got taken over. Right. Um, and that's, that's something too, though, you know, like you're running a story that, that can be that you do like a riff on predator, you know, your pack gets stuck or stuck, but wanders in to a Balam's den realm. And that's mm. the story is him fucking hunting you and you trying to get out because a best that in its den realm is a dangerous motherfucking thing. Yes. Very, very dangerous. You I can saw exactly easily do that. a predator riff on that. Uh, yeah, you're, the little squint in your eye just there as you said that. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, you could do Forces of the Wild defending, you know, like a Glens or particular. Yes, all know. of it. Yeah. You know, and that's not to mention the, the first team threat. It's a great place to unleash the fury of a first team. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's 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 so remote and untamed that everyone can just kind of go ape. You're not worried about a fucking veil breach in the rainforest. <laughs> I just remember the story of the Black Frost Pack, and they specifically say they were slain by a hidden first team of Fomori. Well, because initially they were just going into 
They stumbled out. upon the area, essentially, yeah. yeah. And it was mm-hmm. Pentex building, so they were just going to stop Pentex from building, but didn't know that there was a Fomori first team. Right. They didn't even know what a Fomori first team was. Right. I just, the specific word, hidden. Oh, yeah. And then they get gunned down by all these freaking AKs with silver bullets. Yeah, like a first team's no joke in the first place. Mm-hmm. They're well-equipped. These are higher-end trained Fomori and Spirals when, you know, often there are Spirals that lead first teams. Right. These are the goddamn elite. This is the fucking G.I. Joe of... Pentex. Yeah, private... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it really is. It's their private security. Yep. Like cream of the crop. These are the ones right. that, that this will fuck up a pack. I mean, you guys have never fought a first team. Probably I die if know. we did. And, and when you do, I'm going to make it a nightmare. Probably die. I was going to say, yeah, we're, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. Danny's going to die. It should be. But again, when you fight one, it's not going to be in the Amazon. It's going to be somewhere where they have to worry about cameras and witnesses and shit like that. So it's got to be more subtle. Imagine this in the fucking Amazon. Where they don't care. Right. Nope, they just popped out of trees and you know, gunned th- you down. This dude's got two flamethrowers. <laughs> and, you know, like a, like a chain gun for his other two arms. You know? <laughs> Just that's awesome. <laughs> just that subtle word placement in there. A hidden no exactly first team of Fomori. Were they hiding in the jungle, waiting? Were they fucking invisible because that's part of their powers? I don't fucking know. I but they like hollowed out trees, <laughs> made little eye holes, popped up out of the ground like Vietnam. I think two of them did that, and one of them for sure. Yeah, cut open a tree and hollowed it out. Yeah. Then, like a foam booth. And then one was Predator. Yeah, two little eye holes. Yep. He was just looking like this through the fucking tree. <laughs> they just, they caught the Black Frost pack by surprise. Yeah, they, had, well. they didn't stand a fucking chance at that point. Like I said, just that subtle word placement of, of hidden no, it's, makes uh, it a big deal. Some devil's in the details, man. Absolutely. Oh, shit. That's fucking cool. I mean, it sucks, but that's cool. Yeah, I, I think something to, to to factor in when you go, if you're going to do an Amazon thing, mm-hmm. is I, I think you want, obviously, the environment to be a character. Yes. You know, talk about the wildlife, even the, the innocent shit, because you really want to set that scene. And I mean, most of us don't live in the goddamn jungle. <laughs> so you but really want to This is also a that jungle out. that could kill you. Right. There's poisonous toads. I mean, there's just... Crazy animals there. Snakes, just fucking. They're on a plane. No, they're in a jungle. Not a plane. I had to. I, you know, I get it. I get it. (laughs) There's big spiders. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's already an inhospitable environment before you factor in the world of darkness shit. Right. And also the temperature. You think about the climate. Oh, that was humid, hot, right? Gross. And like. I think you need to help focus on that to build that scene. You know, whatever you're wearing is probably too much already because mm-hmm. you're not accustomed to this environment. But the way it's sticking to you. Oh, imagine being in lupus. How I hot you would be. Right? Like, wolves aren't from here. No. This is, I don't belong. <laughs> He's even got a it's razor. It's not like you can cool off in the swamp over there. Like, no. No. Because no, that swamp will kill to. you. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the swamp's probably going to kill you too. Maybe Macaulay in there. Right. Wouldn't know. Until it killed you. What about the, the, the kindiru fish? You don't want any of that. Huh? That's, that's the fish that swims up your pee stream and into your... Ah. Uh, 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 fun. No. Don't lift your leg on that yeah, that's, swamp. That's a real thing. I know. Yeah. 
Ugh. I think those were the rainforest. They are now. They are in the world of darkness. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they got like an extra row of things in the world of darkness too. Oh fuck! Because why not? Is that terrifying enough? That's just one thing I liked reading though with the Macaulay on how when uh, the Garu found out that the Macaulay were raging against Endron, so they were just like. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> like, they don't want to mess it. with that. That's that's fine. Like, yeah, they got that covered. <laughs> no, I, I like what you said, though. Make the, the environment its own character. Yeah. Oh, you have I mean, to. I mean, the there's Amazon. like, there was a saying of something about, like, just over 100,000 different species of insects alone. Like, how do you wrap your head around that shit? Right. And I'm and, sure there's 100,000 different species of plants. And, and, here's, and here's something for you. Think about the sensory. I mean, we talk about a lupus. Think about the sensory overload from a city wolf. Oh, oh absolutely. Reg- regardless overload. of breed, that culture shock that everything is moving. I mean, you're used to a city. Uh-huh. All the sights and sounds and smells and the activity finder. You see, but this is a different fucking thing. The wild energies, just everything. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Everything is a death trap and a nightmare. Also, there are death traps and nightmares. <laughs> and, and I'm sure you've YouTube like rainforest sounds. That shit ain't quiet. Which, you know, might be useful for when you run that game. That's actually a that good idea. The there background. you go. That's a cool idea. Shot them. Yeah, that's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> run your rainforest sounds when you're running your game. And, you know, maybe. Scare the shit out of them. And, yeah, maybe, maybe a little louder than normal sometimes. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, because if you're it's closer than you thought. Yeah. Right. You know, if you're if you're in a position where you're in control of that actively during a game, you know, maybe one of these, you know, helped you go to sleep eight mm-hmm. hours of it or whatever. You can just run it. And like a thunderstorm rolls in. Yeah. Just turn boom, that up. Turn that up. Sometimes turn it down because shit is jumping off. It's going to be chaotic in terms of geography. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a foreign concept. Um, it's such a foreign locale that you want to really hit it home. You have to say you have to sell it. To get your character, your players, actually, you know, invested that much more. Get the ambiance for sure. Right. You have to hit it because otherwise, you I don't know what the fuck, it, you know, you can't relate right now. No. To what, and you, so you're going to sit there and go, okay, well, my character's in a jungle. You no, know, you shouldn't have no. that. No, you want to, you want to make sure they make it as real as possible. They feel it. If you're at a home game, turn up the heat. <laughs> turn up the heat in, in, in the place you are. If you're, if you're around a table. Play those sounds make it fucking hot and gross in the room. Oh just to help God. everybody get into the spirit of things. That would suck so much. I could so see But you that doing would that. help so much. It yeah. would. No, that I'm not would, that would it definitely wouldn't. affect your players' thinking. It, it would definitely bring them into it more. And it's in conjunction with the sounds, too. Right. And again, maybe play them a little louder. I like that a lot. You know, I'm having trouble concentrating with all this shit in the background. Exactly. Yep. And you're exactly. exactly. You're sort of fatigued. You're sweating. You, you just you can make bad decisions. Yep. Which is exactly what is happening all the time down there. Just saying. That's good. I like <laughs> that. Jesus. That kind of sounds fun, now, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Like uh, I hate it, but like, but, oh, like oh, it's that's so cool. worth yeah. it. Yeah. Makes it all more important to game in person. Right? If you can do it, do right. it. You know, maybe, and this is maybe less of a serious suggestion, but if you've got like a little spray bottle, <laughs> just miss the guys every now and then. Like, oh, look how humid it is. Uh, just boil a pot of water. Make it real humid in the room. There you go. That's probably a more serious version. Yeah, that's a better way to do uh, it. Instead of squirting me like I'm a cat. I was going to say, like a disobedient cat. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, sorry. I'm not a wear jaguar. Uh, you don't want to get the sheets. 
mess up anyway. So that's that's why it's not a <laughs> sincere suggestion. Is you don't want to get you want to get those beautiful Mister Gone sheets wet. Ah, that's true. Or the books. I mean, that too. I don't know why that was the afterthought. I mean, if you make those Mister Gone sheets, make them out of cardstock, laminate them. That's right. Oh, you can. Well, you don't want to laminate because you need to. You can write on lamination. Fine. Dry erase marker. Yeah, that's a good point. Makes them easy to change. So we don't do that, but we should. Laminators are like twenty bucks on Amazon. Come on. Yeah, but what about like stats and shit? This is not part of the show. <laughs> that's fine. I, I mean, yeah, this could stay in, but <laughs> just look at where we've taken this. <laughs> just get some good sheets. Again, Mister Gone. Yeah. Only Mister Gone. She's link on our homepage. And not some creep on Amazon. Seriously, Ooh, yeah. Right. And if that guy's you guys listening. heard that, do not support that. And if you happen to know where that guy lives, just saying. <laughs> send him lots of hate mail. I send his address our way. <laughs> that too. Phone number. I will distribute the shit out of that. I will crank call him every hour on the hour. If he's local, I might show up. <laughs> All right, we've got a little careful, guys. <laughs> just saying. Our lawyer's stepping in. Daniel Tyson Esquire over here. <laughs> He's got his monocle on. <laughs> oh, shit, he does. <laughs> Why do you have that? <laughs> to show how serious I am right now. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, to make this more serious, Porter, if you ran an Amazon game, yeah. give us something. What would you do? Like, where would you start it? Time frame. Time frame first. Oh, Okay. Not long after Golgo has taken charge. Like if I was just doing like a, like a standalone chronicle or something. So very late 80s, almost 90s. Yeah. Okay. I mean, which big shock for me. Right. Anyway. I mean, but still, that's the best time period. Yeah, I think when he's freshly taken over, mm-hmm. because you, you, you can deal with the, the transition of leadership or, or of ways, you know, this is how we're doing things now. Yeah, easily established right off the bat. Right, and you know you can see the the awkwardness of that transition. So whether you're you're on Gogol's side and helping him establish this new order, this new pecking order, this new way of doing things, or there's other people the, challenging, there's still the hostility. In right, there. people aren't fully trusting Gogol yet. Exactly, maybe you know some people are making moves on their own. Maybe so you, you have that to contend with. You know things aren't so chummy. I mean, not that they're super chummy ultimately, but. You have that extra added hostility. Maybe you you can work alongside the Ghost Raptor Raptor Pack until they fuck off. So you've got that, hmm. right? Maybe uh, you you develop a relationship with them or something to the point where when they fuck off and you still have a method of contacting them, and now you're kind of stuck in the middle. What do I do about this situation? That's good. That's a good one. I like that idea. Um, I know. can see us being that part of it. Yeah, he likes throwing us in the middle of two big things. Freezing. No, I no, said no. it. Poignant huh? silence. Yeah, we're not gonna. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you did it to yourself. He, he does that though. I mean, come on. You know how he writes. He likes putting two big factions factions in go. between us, and we're the middle people all the time. Yeah, I, I do like to do that sometimes. I mean, it's true. Well, it's I think good. It I mean, that gives stories. you the options. Yeah. It gives your players the options. You go A or B. There you go. You know, or like see it. your way out and die. It's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, there's 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 that stuff. Um, so I think that would probably be the era. Because, again, lots of moving parts in terms of turmoil oh, and shit you can get so into. Like moving parts. Um, Pentex gaining power. I mean, they don't have the full power yet, but. 
I, I would probably steer clear of, but would totally want to. Because, again, you guys know me and how other the kind of stories I like is, is I would probably lean, I would want to lean, but ultimately not lean to something like secret, like, you know, one of these ancient temples or whatever that holds a fetish that, hey, maybe these spirals got a hold of. Or an older fashion temple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mayan temple, something that has... Yeah, because again, you know how I feel about lost knowledge and secret shit. Oh, yeah. So, and there would definitely be some ton of temples down there. Yeah, I mean that that could be fun to play with, you know. And you can you could go just full on. You could go crazy. Blom always poking at us. And so many different story seeds at one time. You could run multiple chronicles on this easily. You know, I mean, you could go full Michael Bay. Just <laughs> explosions and loud noises everywhere and. <laughs> Which I like. I mean, that would definitely, I don't know, I think it'd be fun. It, no, it could be. And that's a, it's a place where you can kind of do terrifying. it. Terrifying. Because, you know, again, we talk about the, the remoteness and, and the, it's so far removed from civilization and from, from the norms that we know. And you're it's, down there for a tour. Yeah. You could just leave this guy. Like, you don't have to, oh, man, Jake the Menace is dead. What do we do? You just leave him. You could. It's just like the, the, the fucking jungle will take care of it. You I know? mean, that sucks to say, but you're right. Well, I mean, we could spin that and go these spirals we just killed instead of like our buddy Jake the Menace. But either way, you don't got to worry about a news crew finding that shit. Right. You just yeah. you can just leave the bodies. Fuck it. No cleanup necessary. You know, take the cannoli in. <laughs> <laughs> the Delicious. In front of the Godfather. You know, so there's there's a level of freedom in that, too. You know, yeah, you could just blow up this building. The cops are not going to show up. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot less of a concern. Even right. the government's not messing with the rainforest. Right. Is there like a little village of indigenous people in that area? Oh, they saw in Krinos. Who gives a shit? Right. Yeah, who are they going to tell? Right. What's going to happen? Whatever. Why? Well, I saw the wolfman kill 30 people. Yeah, you did. Do something about it. Channel 12's not coming to interview you. <laughs> No, they don't want to be down there as much as you. Right? Like, not only do you have to, or do you not worry about it, that guy can live. Fuck it. He can tell the delirium version of that story for the rest of his life. No. Because it's not getting back around to be a problem for the nation. You can even have a story where the indigenous people are helping you take out Pentax, because obviously they don't want him there either. You could. I I love this is cool. Right? I mean, you could do uh, stories of um, maybe there's a pack in, in one of the local wargs, or it's gone rogue, or maybe there are a pack of spirals pretending to be from a warg in another section of the, you know, who knows? I mean, you shouldn't fall for that one. But if your pack's new enough or dumb enough or whatever. You mean us? I, you know, I don't think you'll fall for that shit anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> but we almost did. Yes, you, you kind of did, but that's not here or there. Only one of us. My point. <laughs> Is that maybe, you know, could do like a, like, a, like, you know, you're looking for this lost group, this lost pack, and maybe like a, like a, like a murder mystery out of that somewhere in the woods, you know, you find a little mass grave of where they were. Ooh. And so like, now what? Yeah. You know, what here, do you let's, do with this information? Right. And let, let's add to the pot. Let's say you find that pack, you know, um, the aces and eights. They're, they're in the same org as you. I like that They name. go missing <laughs> and you find them in a mass grave with all of their shit. Hmm. Right. See? That makes it a different. It makes a difference. Suddenly. Yeah, that makes Whoa. a huge difference that there's stuff there. Yep, there's a fucking clave here in this mass grave with this dude. Who the fuck doesn't take a clave? Wow, so much speculation, right? Holy crap! I don't have an end to that story, but there no, it is. There's, but there's the fucking. That's a good story, seed. Yeah, left with their gear, their fetishes, there's some water bottles and shit. None of these supplies were taken. 
That's all important stuff. I mean, for basic survival right. in, in a war front, yeah. Not to a Macaulay. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but would a Macaulay even take the time to put them all in one grave? That's and, the thing. And yeah, the something thing too. took the time to do that. Oh, Which means it's something they, they want these bodies hidden. Right. At least for a while. Hmm. Yeah, how long have they been there? It, see, yeah. it, 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 see, this is a this is a potential. Again, top of my head, I don't have the answer, but I don't need to because we're <laughs> because we're speculating, and that's yeah. good. There's a good story seed right there. Now I kind of want to run that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm fucking terrified. You're terrified at ice cream. That's weird. I love ice cream. That's why it terrifies you. That's still very weird. Okay. I don't. I don't know who you people are. This is this is weird, and that I guess oddly yeah. enough, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it up. It's how we've choose, we've chosen to end this episode. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. If you've got anything else, um, I mean, you well, know, there's a plenty to the Amazon, but how much can we keep circling? Exactly. I mean, we've pretty much touched most everything. And Danny's used to that. Um, <sighs> Ow. Mm, who said that? That was that was oof. mean. Oof. You're still paying him back for that comment a couple weeks ago. We'll say yes. Okay. <laughs> He's just not letting that go on you, Danny. Nope. I don't even remember how it started. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even matter. It wasn't even on air. I know. Right? Right? That makes just, it worse. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Mm-hmm. I bet you do. Whose stomach is doing that? has been doing that for a while. Is that you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been for like the last twenty minutes. <laughs> well, guess what? Uh-huh. We're ending the the episode's over now. Yeah, okay, we fine. got. We got <laughs> so good. I'm tired of taking shit. You guys know the drill. That's right. Uh, you know where to go. You know where to support us. Range across the internet. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Ooh, you know that's where our Discord is. It's where our store is. You know the drill. Um, this is where the Ko-Fi is. You can sign up. If not, hey, spread the word. Good reviews. Good word of mouth. Everything you can, please and thank you. But uh, that'll be it for now. So on behalf of uh, Mr. Tommy Dixon, Mr. Daniel Tyson, and myself, we want to say thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep your claws sharp and your head in the See you. Uh, 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 uh. Ah.